Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. All right, it is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. BetMGM, of course, you stop by any... MGM property there in Vegas. Bring your state-issued ID, Nevada. And if you do, you're ready to bet within minutes. Visit betmgm.com. The app's been reconfigured, so in-game betters, it's very efficient. Make sure you check it out, betmgm.com. As we welcome you back, we go from Carl Johnson to Mr. Bet Prep himself, Matt Humans, who we should start here, Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher. This is the Lombardi Line. It's VSN, the Sports Betting Network. As we say hi to Matty Humans. Uh, congratulations on that college bowl betting guide. I know that must have been a pain in the ass, part of my language to put together. <laughs> can we really. talk about the bowl betting guide for a second here? You can find it at slash subscribe and maybe give the viewers and new betters some tips and tricks to betting the bowl season, which is very different than the regular season, Matt. Okay, first of all, the bowl guide was not a pain in my butt to put together at all because I really had nothing to do with it. Well, what- <laughs> okay. Uh, what we are doing this year is a little bit different because the bowl season's changed so much and the way you're going to handicap it. The, the opt-outs in the bowl games, uh, the transfer portal, coaching changes are always a part of it. As, as far as you can, long as you can remember, coaching changes, injuries, player suspensions, all that's part of the bowl season. But now it's so much more complex because of the transfer portal, which had over 1,000 players in it by Monday, all the hmm. opt-outs, Anybody who's going to be picked in the first two rounds of the draft, why would you play in a bowl game? And, you know, I can understand why so many guys are sitting out of bowl games now. So we did this bowl guide a little bit differently. We put together the basics for this first guide, and then guys like uh, me and Wes Reynolds and uh, Tim Murray and uh, Danny Burke and Dave Tooley and a bunch of guys are, are writing the previews for the games, and we're going to update those for the bowl guide and put them on the website and make sure the information is a little more current uh, than it has been in the past because it's very difficult to handicap these games a week, two weeks, three weeks out and be accurate with what you're writing. You want to have the best information, so that's why the bowl guide's a little different this year than it has been in the past. And I think it's it's tougher than ever to handicap this stuff. And last night Derek Stevens was talking about, as a bookmaker, how difficult it is to put up numbers on the bowl games with so so much uncertainty. But uncertainty is sometimes good for the betters, too, because if you can get a, get ahead of uh, the line moves, if you can get ahead of the information, speculate, and be right on some of these things, 
you can get n- good numbers on these games. And I have, I've only bet a handful of bowls so far. I've got uh, four bowl plays. I'm thinking about making a couple more here real soon. But uh, there's no reason to fire too quickly on these college bowl games because you don't know who's going to play right now. And in a couple yeah. of these games, you don't know who's going to be coaching. Right. Yeah. Matt, Matt, I agree. And I think the other thing is the hard part about this is handicap and motivation, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. You know, like we know Kansas State's highly motivated and going to really try. Is Alabama highly motivated? I think you got to play that into it, too, is like how, you know, one of the advantages of going to a bowl game, it allows your program to have more practice time. Yes. Well, that's good, but uh, you know, and are the who's playing in the game, and then what's the motivation for the game? And like you said, I mean, I, I as an NFL executive, I would never down a kid for not playing in a non-New Year's Day game or whatever the Final Four game we call it uh, to get a watch and a bag from the Blue Bonnet Bowl when <laughs> you know you're p- risking right. your career, right? Right. Now, if you don't play in the championship game, I, I think we got to have a conversation. All right, if you're opting out of that, we've got to have a conversation because that's about me, not we. But I, I would never downgrade a kid in that area. I agree with you. And uh, I, I'll say this, Ohio State's wide receiver, yep. Jackson Smith and Jigba, is sitting out of the playoffs, and he's been banged up. He's been injured the entire season. But uh, Michael, as a NFL GM or personnel guy in your shoes, I, I see a player who's uh, kind of mailed it in the entire year. And uh, with one eye on the NFL draft, and I'm probably not going to draft a player like that. I want a guy who's a gamer who's going to try to get out there every week to play for his team, not somebody who's making a business decision for an entire season and going to sit yeah, out in the playoffs. I, uh, but, I mean, what he doesn't uh-huh. what he doesn't realize, Maddie, is is what Jerry Jones talked about about Odell Beckham. What he doesn't realize is. You get, you get evaluated on durability. Mm-hmm. You get evaluated on your ability to stay healthy. Are you available? Availability is as important as ability. And when you're never available, it's like uh, I, I just saw today that the, the, the Broncos put K.J. Hamler on IR again. Like, I love K.J. Hamler coming out of Penn State. I'd be the first to tell you I thought he could really become an effective player. But in two seasons at Denver, the guy can't stay on the field. He cannot stay on the field for whatever reason it is. So, you know, as much as you like the talent, you got to also understand, is he available? And he's not. And so it's really a blown pick. It's not a blown pick from talent. It's a blown pick from availability. And that's what really has to – that's what you get worried about. Right. And, uh, you know, if I'm an employer and I see somebody's got a trend in terms of uh, missing work, being sick, leaving early, I'm not going to hire that person. And it's, I think it's the same thing in the NFL. But, yeah. you know, transitioning to handicapping these games, I did play Kansas State uh, plus four against Alabama. And, Michael, you answer this. Why in the world would Bryce Young, the quarterback, and Will Anderson, the outside linebacker, play in this game, in the Sugar Bowl? Now, I'm not sure if Nick Saban, what's his approach, his approach is. Does he try to talk these guys into playing, or does he say, you know what, it's in your best interest, sit this one out. You guys are going to be top ten picks in the draft. Uh, I do think that Bama would probably benefit a little bit more from getting Jalen Milrow, the backup quarterback, uh, a couple extra weeks of practice as the starter. And some of these guys are going to be key players on next year's team. And by the way, Bama lost 11 players to the transfer portal in the first two days, including five offensive linemen and three receivers. I think Kansas State's going to be sky high emotionally for this game. K-State doesn't have any opt-outs. Chris Kleiman is a hell of a coach. He's going to get these guys fired up for this opportunity. And we saw Bama lose 
twice here when uh, Saban was coaching in non-playoff or non-title games, Bama lost to Utah in the Sugar Bowl in 2009 and Oklahoma in 2014, and those were double-digit losses. So I, I like this situation the way it sets up for K-State in the Sugar Bowl. So I haven't known Nick and friends with Nick for a long time. Nick is very meticulous in what he does, and he's very honest. So what Nick will do and has done is Nick will call several general managers throughout the NFL. He's not going to rely on the committee. So there's a committee in the NFL that allows these underclassmen to find out where they're going to get drafted. Mm-hmm. Nick doesn't – Nick, obviously, that, that plays a part, but Nick goes above and beyond that. So what Nick will do and has done is he'll call his friends who are GMs in the league and say, okay – Give me the rundown on these kids. Tell me where you see them going. I want to present it to them in as honest fashion as I can. And then you make the decision on where you're going to go. And so I think this really applies to Bryce Young, right? Like, where is Bryce Young going to go in the draft? Is he a top five pick, top ten? Is he a bottom five? You know, where is he? And then then he relays that message to the players, and you can't fudge this, right? You can't you can't go to them and say, "Well, I think you're going to be you got to come back." No, you got to be you got to be completely transparent because it's this is the kid's future and this is your program's future. And if you lie to one kid, you're going to lie to all the kids. So you've got to be very transparent. And I think you're right. I don't know. We're going to find out where is Bryce Young. And when you talk to people in the league. The concern about Bryce Young isn't his ability to play quarterback. His ability, does that, can that body hold up? Can he stand the test of time? Mm-hmm. And that's my only concern with Bryce Young. I think his football IQ, his instincts are off the charts. And uh, the one thing I'm worried about, he's slightly built. And I wonder about his durability at the NFL level. But again, if you look at the other quarterbacks in this draft, I think the 2024 draft is going to be really good in terms of quarterbacks. This one... I'm not too crazy about the quarterback prospects. I think Bryce Young is the top guy. So Young and uh, Will Anderson, I don't see why they would play. I certainly would project – you would have to bet on both those guys being top ten picks. Well, I, I, Will Anderson, to me, when I've watched Will Anderson this year, he had senioritis when I've watched him play. Uh-huh. He hasn't – I don't think he played to the level – I think he was more worried about – other things than being the dominant player because he never really saw dominance in his play. Now, I'm not saying he's not a great player. I think this comes with the territory. When kids come back and they play, they're worried about injury. You know, they're worried about, am I going to get hurt? Mm-hmm. They might have insurance, but that doesn't really give you true, true protection. So I think that's part of college football handicapping, especially bowl season, is what is the players, if they play, are they going to play to the level that they were used to seeing them play? Speaking of quarterbacks, Matt Eumanns, mm-hmm. it's all quarterbacks tonight in New York City for the Heisman. Caleb's going to win it. He's like minus 5,000 right now. Duggan, C.J. Stroud, and Stetson Bennett. You good with Caleb Williams winning the Heisman here? Yeah, his numbers have been remarkable. Going into the uh, Utah game, the Pac-12 championship, the guy accounted for 44 touchdowns and had three interceptions. How can you expect uh, better production at the QB position than that? I mean, I just watched Derek Carr on Thursday night uh, and put up 16 points against a lame and banged-up Rams defense. I would take Caleb Williams over Derek Carr in a heartbeat right now. Who wouldn't? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I think in terms of uh, the Heisman, there's no question Caleb Williams is a guy who deserves that award. And uh, I, I really have to question C.J. Stroud as an NFL prospect. And, you know, with that, that's a deeper discussion we could get into later. But you look at Bennett, Duggan, Stroud, Williams, Caleb Williams, I think is an easy 
a winner there. And speaking of that, there was a couple of other bowl plays I made. I played Fresno minus one over Washington State. Jake Hayner, uh, a really tough, productive quarterback for Fresno State, Jeff Tedford. And uh, this is going to be his final game. And I like, uh, I like Hayner and Fresno a lot. By the way, the, the Mountain West is not outclassed by the Pac-12 in these games. If you remember last year, Utah State went to this Jimmy Kimmel Bowl in Patrick Maher's backyard. And Utah State beat uh, Oregon State in that bowl game. And also, I uh, played Washington plus six over Texas. And kind of playing along the theme we were talking about there, Michael Penix is going to return as a 60-year senior for Washington. He led college football in passing yards this season. He's coming back, and uh, B. John Robinson, the Texas star running back, you got to think is going to sit out of this bowl game, too. He's probably going to be the top running back picked in the NFL draft. I love it. There it is. I Matt Eumanns joins us. I'm just trying to see if that Circa pullover has a collar on it. We don't want to get you love in trouble it. with Bill AD. We don't X. want to get you in trouble with Bill AD. <sighs> nice. He's Matt Eumanns. We're going to come back. Army, Navy, also transition to the NFL. Lombardi line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN. Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's the College Football Bowl Betting Guide. You heard Matt Eumanns. It was not a pain in the butt, It's but it's a great, I mean, it's expansive. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I think we got everybody involved. Whale Cappers in there as well. Picks on every bowl game. Oh, Power boy, ratings for every team. That. Take it easy. Take it easy. Bowl betting strategy. You just heard a bunch of that from Matt Eumanns. <laughs> He's laughing. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We do a great job with the guides here, all kidding aside. So make sure you go become a pro. It's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Uh, I don't think we were talking about Jackson Smith and Jigba. And by the way, he had maybe the greatest season a wide receiver has ever had at Ohio State last year, to your point. This year, injuries, he hasn't been as prolific. Uh, 
but showing up for work. How about Matt Eumann's Michael Lombardi? we got to give him credit. Amazing. He showed up. I don't even know if he sleeps after bet prep on Saturday nights. Did you sleep last night? Well, I slept about one put, hour. I slept I about an hour. I probably under. look like it, too, but I, that's okay. No, you look, this, you, look, you look I don't have, you look fresh uh, as a daisy. I've already got my college hoops bets in, and uh, after this, I'm going to go back to uh, the room and take a nap for a couple hours, so uh, that's okay. okay. Let's do a couple things. Mm-hmm. By the way, I was at the game with Millie Lombardi. Uh, that what, what was your take on Thursday night with Baker, 98 yards against Michael oh Lombardi's God. Raiders there? My take? What was yeah. my take? Okay, so there are a lot, a lot of ways to point the fingers Uh-oh. of uh, blame against, you know, when you're talking about the Raiders right now. And, uh, Josh McDaniels is not going to be my main target here. First of all, McDaniels has got to change defensive coordinators. They got to definitely upgrade the personnel on defense, and that's uh, Ziggler, the GM from New England. That's going to be the main as I think the the main aspect of their off season work here is we, we have to massively upgrade that defensive personnel. Max Crosby is playing lights out. I'm not sure there's a guy in the NFL on defense playing better than Max Crosby right now. And finally, uh, you had the opposite end, Chandler Jones, show up here in the last couple of weeks, but. That defense is so bad. And dumb penalties like the one Jerry Tillery made are inexcusable. That's stuff that Josh McDaniels has to wipe out. And players who make those penalties, get them off the team. Uh, Tillery would not be on the team today if I were running things. Okay, so also Derek Carr, I'm done with Derek Carr. You put 10 points on the board in the first 12 minutes, and the rest of the game you get two field goals. You throw the pick in the end zone. I don't want to hear about Derek Carr got bumped in the back when he released the ball. He was throwing that into quadruple coverage. Uh, as a quarterback, you have to close the deal. Derek Carr never does that, and uh, I think that's a big problem. And the Raiders are going to have to make massive changes in the offseason. I'm going to make it um, start with the defense and the quarterback and go from there, Michael. Well, I, I look, uh, you know, the, the game is uh, I'm over it. I was very upset yesterday, yeah. but I, I've moved on. I watched the tape of it. It's even worse to watch on tape than it is to watch in person to live through it. And you're right. I mean, your analysis is right. I mean, the play that he throws the interception on, he's got Devontae Adams wide open, who's the first read, and he doesn't throw it. Why, I don't know. Right. I have no idea. But there was a lot of things that went into that game. Jumping off sides, Cleveland Farrell, John Simpson, the right guard, comes in and just doesn't block people. The third and two play, they don't block three people on gap. I mean, it's, it's a little bit of everything. It's everybody involved. I think it starts with the top all the way through. This is That was kind of accumulation of a lot of bad things. So they've got a lot of work to do in the offseason. There's no denial. I don't think they were a playoff team last year. Mm-hmm. And they're they're not a playoff team this year. I think last year masked a lot of problems. The the problems are they they need to improve. They need to improve their toughness at, at a lot of positions on that team to handle situations, especially when the game gets tough. And you and you've got to be able to execute at that point. So you know I think everybody's involved. Everybody needs to get better. We know the uh, the NFL is a, basically a one possession league. And you got to win the close games. And last year, the Raiders kind of got on a lucky roll. They won a lot of those close games. And this year, they're losing all of them. And, uh, you know, that's why I think you've got to be a little bit patient with McDaniels, give him another year, see how things work out. Next year could be completely different. But the Raiders are going to have to make major, major changes in the offseason. Yeah, I, I, I think major is the right term. I think they've got to reconfigure their team and, and, and decide where they're going to go. And one of the things I think this season does for you is it, it fought you, instead of saying, 
it, you find out who's going to be on board, right? right? You know Max Crosby's on board. You know Devontae Adams is on board. You know, you know Derek Carr wants to be on board. You know, there's a lot of that. And so it gives you an opportunity to figure out, like, who can we count on? Who, who's going to make plays when we really need to count on them? And who can we take to another level? And, we, you know, Waller they counted on in the offseason. And, you know, the guy never hasn't showed up all season. Hunter right. Renfro, you know, fumbles the ball. He had 81 catches last year. They can't get him back on the field. And they're playing with Max Hollins, who's having a career year. But they signed Max Hollins to be the fifth receiver special team guy. Yep. You know, and okay. so there's a lot of things going on there. I'm sorry. I, I brought up a bad memory, Michael. I apologize for that. Before we go, okay, you've got Circa right now. You've got Circa mm-hmm. sitting, Army, Navy, Navy Lane 3 and 32. Don't comment on that because I want to stick with the NFL. Let's start with your contest picks, Matt. you got the Steelers Lane 2.5 here. Well, I'm not crazy about this one. This is my fifth pick here, but the Steelers were good to me last week, one of the few winners I had. They've uh, won two in a row now. And they're actually, I, I think there's a reason for optimism here with T.J. Watt back, Minka Fitzpatrick back. The defense playing really well. The Steelers won three of their past four. In the wins, the defense has allowed 14.3 points per game. They have not faced uh, very good quarterbacks in those three games. But, again, they're facing Tyler Huntley of the Ravens in this one. I think it's going to be a, a typical low-scoring grinder that you see between the Steelers and the Ravens, uh, po- probably decided by a field goal or so. The line is down to one. I actually bet the Steelers minus one here at Circa last night. And the contest, the number's two and a half. Like I said, that's uh, my fifth play uh, this week. And I wanted to ask you guys quickly, I was really debating this fifth game. Do I play the Lions or the Steelers? And um, I just don't trust the Lions as favorites yet. But I know uh, every sharp in the world is playing the Lions this week and uh, fading the Vikings. But uh, Sharps have been fading the Vikings every week and losing, and I did last week too with the Jets. Even though the Jets outgained the Vikings by 200 yards, yep. they couldn't score on four plays from the one yard line. So, yeah, at some point, I agree. Like I like the Lions this week. I took them in Russo's contest with him. Uh, it was my first pick uh, because I just felt like when I went back, Matt, and watched the Lions play the last time. I mean, Campbell really cost them the game, and Jared Goff's <laughs> on a heater. Jared Goff is on a heater. He's mm-hmm. playing really well. And this Minnesota defense is trending in the wrong direction. And I think it'll be a little high-scoring game. But I do think the Lions are playing better defensively than they did in week two of the season when they lost 28-24. to And they had a chance to win the game. Remember, he, he tries that long field goal. He missed two field goals earlier in the game. He tries that long field goal, which gives Minnesota field position to go back down the field and beat them. Yeah, this is a big game. I mean, this is one of those games that, you know, I, you could, I could be completely wrong. Campbell could mess it up, and the Lions could revert back to where they were. But I get the sense that in this, for me, I get the sense that the, the, the Lions are playing better than the Vikings right now. Yeah, I think so, too. And it's odd to say that because the Vikings are 10-2, and two, but uh, the Sharps are fading them every week. Michael, you're on the sharp side here. I'm thinking for the Westgate Superbook, I might flip those plays and use the Lions in that contest. Talk to the betters about taking 17 and a half with the Texans. Well, it's uh, not easy. Nosebleed there. <laughs> it's not easy, Patrick, because uh, I, I hate to bet terrible teams. The Texans are the worst team in the league right now. Uh, but you got two things here that might help the Texans stay within this inflated number of 17 and a half. They are going back to Davis Mills, a quarterback, the original starter. And I, I don't think there's any doubt that Mills gives them a better chance to win than Kyle Allen does, uh, even though neither one's going to be uh, a Pro Bowl type player. I think the Cowboys also might be asleep at the wheel on cruise control this week. they got much better, bigger games on the horizon. And it's a little bit surprising. I think some people 
might not realize the Texans are 1-10-1. But their largest loss this season is by 18 points. Uh, so they've only got one loss by more than 17. This is more of a, a just a play on the number. Uh, you, know, you hear that uh, cliche that pros play numbers, not teams, which is not totally accurate. But in this case, it's more about just playing the number, yes. Yeah, I mean, I played, the number ahead, last, I played the number last week with the Houston Texans, and oh, I boy. saw them give up a touchdown on a quarterback that sneak. Was, I saw them give a up disaster. a touchdown. I mean, so <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You know, like I was like, I, I'm with you. I 17 and a half is a lot. Lovey Smith being 23-76-2 as a head coach in the last eight <laughs> years t- lends me to think I maybe I'm on the wrong side. <laughs> Just We had a great graphic up there with Matt's picks. You've got the Steelers, you got the Texans, you got the Chargers catching three and a half, you got the Bucks catching three and a half, you got the Pats uh, laying a point and a half. Before we say goodbye to you, uh, anything Army-Navy today, Mr. Humans? Uh, let's see. You know what? One of these uh, one of these Saturdays, I want to talk about Tom Brady and the Bucks a little bit with uh, Michael too. But no, in terms of the uh, Army Navy game, I think uh, the totals all the way down to thirty two, and this this rivalry has stayed under the total in sixteen consecutive years. But nine of those would have gone over this total of uh, thirty two. You're not going to see a lower total than this in a college football game. Uh, for the past five years, though, I think the the average score in this game has been about twenty seven points. So I would lean, I would actually play contrarian and I think lean over the total of 32 if I had to play it. I'd play the dog, uh, Army plus three and over the total of 32. But for the record, Patrick, I don't have a bet on that game right now. Well, wait, wait, hold on. I'm going to interrupt you. If you'd like to stick around to talk about Brady, mm-hmm. you're always welcome on the show. You can hang with us and Gable next. Would you like to stick around? You, you know, you don't we, have to. We can do it next week. You got Thomas Gable up next, and he's got some college hoops plays, I believe, too. Right? Yeah, yes, he, I, he does. I, pa- so do I. I passed them along to you. Okay. okay, go take a nap. Thanks, Matt, you Thanks, Matt, Matthew. Thanks, you. Thanks, guys. I'm Thank you, read Matt. The college bull betting guide for you and Mr. Capper. We're coming back with Thomas Gable next. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Hey, thank you, Elliot. It is rewards. Do you like them? You have a credit card, you get reward points. Well, BetMGM has the same thing going on. The king of sportsbooks has the best loyalty program in the game. Make sure you sign up betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app. When you do, every time you make a bet, you convert your M- MGM reward points into free bets or dining, airfare. Again, you accrue the points and you can use those points for free bets and anything you want. Go to betmgm.com. It's betting's premier loyalty program. You got to be 21 years or older. It's 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Okay, we welcome you back here. It's a Saturday Lombardi line. That means Matt Eumann's in the Thomas Gable. Of course, he's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. Thomas Gable, who runs the race and sports book at the Borgata, joins us. I got reprimanded last week because on the way out, I said, I got Thomas Gable's basketball picks, Michael, and I'm going to keep them to myself. Bill A.D. emailed me and said, you got to give us those picks. So he's got, I think it's five picks today. If you go to vsin.com, you can check out TG's picks. I'll give away one of them live on the air, but I just wanted to let everybody know I apologize for that, Michael. Yeah, and, you know, and I apologize 
to TG this morning as we discussed that 76er meltdown that unfortunately <laughs> he didn't win that bet, you know. He had a chance to cover that thing, and Anthony Davis missing that free throw, I mean, or else there would have been, it would have been a hell of a day here at the book, right, TG? Would have been a nice, uh, nice result in that game, that's for sure. <laughs> Thomas, you can only imagine when I was watching that last night, I was like, I know what we're going to open up the show with tomorrow on a college football day. Oh, yeah. That is Philadelphia yeah. 76er basketball. I mean, that really... You would have been, you'd have been surprised how many texts I were getting during that game from people in the NBA community. Are you watching this? Are you watching this? Yeah. And I, wait, uh, and Michael gets to see them in person this week. He, Tuesday, he, he'll yeah. be attending a game I don't know person. if they'll oh, let me exciting. in. My pitcher, might, my pitcher might be at the door. Do not let this guy in. <laughs> I, I love that Michael's going to a game purposely to depress himself. That's very interesting, yes, exactly. that, that dynamic there. Are they betting Army-Navy at the Borgata? They are. Well, they're betting Navy. They're betting Navy. I don't We're know. Navy house, huh? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th this game opened Army as a one-point favorite. Now Navy is a three-point favorite. So, uh, obviously, the favorite has flipped there, but a lot of Navy money. The total opened 33, down now to 32. And uh, you're starting to see a little bit of uh, some people now taking a shot on the over. Obviously, we know the story here with the with this game and the, the long under run that it, that they've been on. But uh, you're starting to see some people now. I guess now that it's at 32, saying, "Hey, we we might as well go over today." Yeah, I mean that's like Matt Matty Human said. It's kind of a little bit of a contrarian play. But yeah. you know, in that nine and that the number 32 is nine and seven to the over. So it's yeah. not really contrarian. You're just Again, you're playing the number, and I, I, I get the. To me, if Army throws it a little bit, which they can do, you got a chance to hit that over. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with you. Also, uh, you can hear some of the ambient noise. That is Morocco and Portugal right now. Qatar World Cup. Morocco's up one nil. Are they betting yeah. the World Cup big time there at the Borgata? They are. We have a pretty uh, decent sized decision on this game, Patrick. We, we. Um, I mean, I'll take a draw too, but uh, Morocco. <laughs> Uh, advancing would be big, and uh, but yeah, I mean uh, we we have a pretty decent sized decision here. Uh, we don't need Portugal, that's for sure, to win in regulation. Let me ask you something, Patrick. I don't know this. I, I see the crowds; they're amazing here in Qatar. So, if you have a ticket to this game, Morocco and Portugal, and when this is over, do you have to leave and then they refill the stadium? Is that, that I don't well, know. they have different. They have different sites, so I believe they're not played at the exact same site. So coming up later, okay. England and France is going to be played at a different pitch. Uh, yeah. You know, kind of overshed. Michael, you remember when I was talking to you about you know the the drama in Qatar and over a month there's going to be a lot going on. I'm sure you guys have heard, and not to bring the show to a grinding halt, but Grant Wall, who covers yeah, soccer for in America for years, and really he helped me understand the sport. Sports Illustrated. He died yesterday, 48 yeah. years old. They have no. They there's no reason they he was healthy. So there's some really inch. Well, I guess I shouldn't say interesting, but some really nefarious stuff going on over there, to say the yeah. least. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. we, our hearts are to the Wall family, and certainly the we're, we're people reaching out. And he was in the press box at the at a game. Yes. And so that yeah. makes it even it really yeah. difficult. Sorry but, about that. You know, it's it's horrible. <laughs> Let's go back. I just want to ask one more World Cup question to TG: <laughs> France, England. Kind of, where are you on that one? It's going to be a big game. That's going to be a, that's going to be the big one today. Um, and honestly, you know, we're, we're probably going to end up needing France, England. We have some liability on England uh, to win the World Cup, but uh, with Brazil getting knocked out yesterday, I mean, yesterday's games were were great, uh, high drama, and 
with Brazil getting knocked out, that that enable us to scoop up all that Brazil future money. But yeah, it, that that's it's going to be a big one for sure this afternoon. It's it's going to be very very busy day in here for that. Yeah, I mean, I would think that this place is going to be clearly packed. One side for England, one side France. Yeah. Huh? Yep. Yep. France won it four years like ago. Pat Who do you like in that, Patrick? Who do you like France in that is one? The Fran France is deservedly the favorite in that one. I think it's going to be, listen, I think we end regulation nil-nil, which is 0-0. Zero, zero. I think it's going to be tight defensively. I think England's just going to pull back because Mbappe and those strikers for France are so dangerous. So I think it's going to be really cagey. I think England's going to want to play very defensive and maybe to look to, t to get on a break late. But I think we're going to end in regulation at nil-nil. That's kind of a, just, I'm throwing a dart there. Uh, but I think it's going to be very, very tight. We've got over 100 games, Michael Lombardi and Thomas Gable in college hoops today. Thomas Gable is a college hoops whiz. But one thing is for sure, Georgetown, who you grew up loving, is not necessarily the same program that we remember. They're at Syracuse no. today. Syracuse is down as well. What's the number and what's your take on those two programs? So Syracuse is now eight and a half point favorites. The, the total has dropped to one forty two and a half. And as you said, uh, two two programs that hey, if we were uh, talking about this game twenty years ago, thirty years ago, great. Um, but uh, not so much today. And um, you know, let's just focus on on this Georgetown program. They they somehow were able to recruit. I, I don't know how after going o four in the. Big East last year. Mm -hmm. Didn't win one game in, in conference last year. Uh, Ewing is still coach. And they were still able to, to uh, recruit. And uh, I give them credit because they actually hired an assistant coach, uh, Nickelberry from LSU, who seems to be the one bringing in the recruits for them. But that being said, there's just they haven't really gelled yet as a team this year. And uh, Ewing seems to be playing the starters to death. So they... Um, They've actually been a decent first-half team uh, for the most part this year and have fallen apart uh, in the second half in a lot of games. I, and, you know, I, he's going to run these guys into the ground if he continues to coach the way that he is uh, without uh, going to the bench. So, uh, again, Syracuse not much better this year, though. Uh, they're both around 500 teams. And when you look at their advanced analytics, they're, they're pretty comparable programs. Uh, but uh, Syracuse here at home, again, there is a tradition to this game. It's a big rivalry between these two schools. So you kind of have to throw out uh, what's going on this year just to get on this uh, the rivalry game. Uh, it, I'm sure it's going to be packed there at Syracuse. But Mike Palm went to the Georgetown-Siena game the other night. Mm -hmm. Free tickets to D.C. residents. How many, how many people do you think were in the building for that game? 3,000. Just over 3,000, including is, Mike Palm. That is depressing. <laughs> Mike Palm, yeah. just put it over the 3K. It, fellas, for the younger viewers, they may not know. Georgetown used to matter. Georgetown was a brand. They were a thing, Thomas yep. Gable. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Yeah. But they're a remember when school now, unfortunately. Yep. And that's what happens yep. when you have all that success. You keep wanting to cling to the success that you have. And you hire coaches that, that were part of that success that may not be the best of what it is. We see it in college football. We see it in college basketball. Did they beat Siena? I didn't even check. They did. They did yeah, beat Siena. My man <laughs> Congratulations. Carmen, he lost that one. Congratulations. Hey, here's what we'll do. We'll give out one of the plays that Thomas sent over. Remember, VEASAN's pros can go get the rest of them. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Let's give out a Des Moines play. Houston, Bama, you're going to go under the 137 total. 
Yeah, 138's out there as well. You can get uh, under there. And this game has actually moved, uh, the total's moved up in this, and I, I just think it's too high at this point. Uh, Patrick, I know you've you've taken the, the under on a, quite a few Houston games this sure. year, and uh, I believe have hit every single one. So uh, th this is a team that just plays with a different defensive intensity than any other program that's out there right now in the country. Now, Alabama, they only have one loss on the season, and that was to a very good UConn team. Um, but they're, they're an eight-point dog here at home. Of course, uh, Bill Berman will be the... Uh, I guess the assistant uh, basketball operations director for Tenados. Yeah, yep. So, uh, yeah. but the Crimson Tide. Listen, they're they're a very good defensive team too, as well. But no, nobody really is in Houston's class uh, in terms of defense. Everything is contested. They're a veteran team. They have one freshman who's in the the starting lineup. Uh, the rest are juniors and seniors, and uh, their their freshman there, Drew Walker, six eight forward, who he can run the floor. Uh, tremendous. He's great in transition, and he rebounds. All these guys rebound. They all hit the glass. Samson really just has built this program uh, and, and melted. In su they're such a tough team. And um, how does Alabama really compete here today? They're going to have to get shots up quickly. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. Uh, they can't just dribble around. Do we get a Portugal goal? Is that what I heard? The explosion in the background? I couldn't tell. Uh, no, that I think is, there was a save there. Nope, it was a great save. save. Okay, TG, thank Love you. It. Five TG, plays thank from you, Thomas man. Gable thank over you. at vcin.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, so Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. And remember, right now, if you go to First Bet, you get $10 instantly plus a $200 deposit match bonus when you use the promo code HORSE200. For all the information when it comes to horse racing and VSIN, it's simple. Go to vsin.com slash horses. Okay, we welcome you back. Morocco up on Portugal. Sorry, my eyes are bad. It looks like the 87th minute 
there in Qatar. Michael brought it up earlier. England and France. France won the World Cup four years ago. England's got a good squad. Raheem Sterling and Harry Kane. Speaking of which, have you? I know you're a big Netflix guy. You haven't gotten into the Harry and Meghan documentary drama that's going on on Netflix, have you? The no, I, I think I'll pass on that. I'm too busy I think I'll pass still too. researching researching the Kennedy assassination, you know, and trying to get President Biden to release the remaining documents that that are scheduled to come out uh, this week. Uh, so I, 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 my hands are full on that. I can't really delve into. Uh, the Kardashians or the the Prince and the Prince of Wales and all that. I just don't have enough time. Okay. Well, if you need me to put in a word, the Prince and uh, the Princess are just right up the road. I can do that after. Yeah, the you show. should go at Ma- Montecito, you. right? Aren't they living up there in Montecito? Yeah, I think it's a that's beautiful awesome. part of the yeah. country Wonderful. if you can afford it. And I think they can <laughs> it's afford a, it. It's really, it really is magnificent. I mean, there, <laughs> I don't know if there's a better place in the world than Santa Barbara. I mean, it's just so perfect, isn't it? It, it really is gorgeous. There was a couple of news and notes I just wanted to close with here. We talked about some yeah. of the, as far as the college football season, some of the good and the bad. You know, I was joking with Berman, but I mean, how about Bama? You finished 10 and 2. Now, they were 1 and 6 ATS against teams with winning records. Remember, they barely beat Texas, they barely beat AM. But you had Nick Saban pandering to the college football playoff committee to get into that final four. I think the one thing that stands out, and maybe why you look at this as a negative season for Alabama, we know this. They were 127th out of 131 teams in penalties. Nick Saban is going to lose his mind in the offseason about those penalties this year. I think what will drive Nick Saban more crazy than just the penalties is he was 15th overall in total defense with a team that we thought was going to be the strength of their team. You know, and And then how about this? He was 114th in turnovers gained. So he couldn't create any negative plays with his defense. And those are numbers that we're not used to seeing for an Alabama Nick Saban coach team. And by the way, they were 31st in rush defense. So teams actually could run the ball on them, which is another staple of Nick Saban. So, you know, with all the guys going in the portal, probably graduation and portal are are a good thing for Nick as he re re-energizes this program, which I think oftentimes you have to do. And I'm sure there'll be changes within the coaching staff. I'm sure there'll be changes within the players. Uh, The Pac-12, and then we'll get to the semifinal numbers, but the Pac-12, they don't have a playoff team that's the sixth consecutive year. But how about them as a conference? They had more uh, teams in the college football playoff rankings than any other conference. Think about it. USC, Oregon State with that coach Jonathan Smith had a great year. Washington State, Jed Fish. Michael did a great job at Arizona this year. Washington, UCLA, Oregon. I mean, this was Utah. This is a tremendous year for a down conference over the past few years in the Pac-12. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, the Washington story, Caden DeBoard is incredible. Great program up at Washington. He gets Michael Pinnock to come in there and, uh, you know, gets him from Indiana where he wasn't really playing well for Tom Allen in Indiana right. when DeBoard left to go to Fresno State. Then he gets back with DeBoard, and I think the kid did a really smart thing by coming back to school this year. You know, these kids, they want to run out in the draft. You know, they want to just get there when another year really will help them. We got some action going on here, Patrick. I, I, the, I can't the, the, tell. I love the ambient noise that's happening behind you. Somebody is living and dying with this Morocco-Portugal match. And it sounds to me like they have Portugal, so they're looking for an equalizer. I'm behind you, so I just saw a great save by the Moroccan goaltender. It was a tremendous job as we hear the ambient noise there at the Borgata in Atlantic City. It, it, okay. it, to me, it's it's. Uh, I think we, Chick Jack's right. The World Cup should be every year. They should have it every year. I don't know why they don't. 
every four years it comes around and it, it really is such a fun month. Let me do this quickly. I'm going to give you the numbers on the college football semis and then we'll move on to Army Navy. The reason I'm going to bring these up, I'm just going to ask you, would you play the number now or would you wait? We'll start with Ohio State and Georgia. Remember, that's going to be in Atlanta. So that's a that's an advantage for Georgia in the Peach Bowl. The number right now is six and a half. Would you advise betters get involved now or would you say hold off? I think this number is going to continue to trick a little bit towards Ohio State. You know, right now it's it opened at seven. It came down to six and a half. I think if you like Georgia, you take the six and a half. Does it matter whether you get six or six and a half? As long as you're under the touchdown number, I think you take Georgia. I, I think to me, Michigan proved that Ohio State, for all their conversation about being tougher, are they actually tougher? And Kirby Smart has an advantage because he's kind of prepared himself and this program to play against the spread attacks. And I think that this will be a challenge. And his offense, the way he runs it with Stetson Bennett, kind of plays into the weakness of Ohio State. They're two back. They can run the ball. They're physical. Play action pass. They've got great skill on the outside. They've got tight ends who can block and make plays. So... Uh, I, I think as long as it stays under seven and you like Georgia, then you've got to take it. If you think it's tricking up above that seven number, you got to grab it. Speaking of trickling back to the dog. So as you know, Michael, Michigan opened anywhere between eight, nine and a half as favorites. We're yeah. down to seven and a half. TCU, Michigan, do you expect? I don't think we're going to see a seven. Uh, but what do you think about that number there? I don't think we're going to – I think there's a lot of money coming in. As I look here, there's a lot of money coming in on, on the under total. But I also think the most popular play has been TCU, which has moved this number. And it's been a lot of money on – a lot of sharp money is moving TCU because I think people recognize that TCU, for lack of the respect that they've gotten publicly, that they are actually a good team and Dugans can do some things. And Michigan isn't to the level – in terms defensively, I think this is a close game. I really do. I think Michigan will win. I think Michigan will take things over as we move forward because that's kind of Michigan's style. They body punch, body punch, and go to it. But I do think Michigan's highly motivated. I think last year the sting of losing to Georgia, getting humiliated by Georgia, and they were. I mean, Georgia beat them from the first play of the game on. I mean, that wasn't a close game. I think that they'll play this game at a much higher level. I think Jim Harbaugh will have his team ready to go. I like Michigan. I think that number is going to continue to trick down. And if you like Michigan, keep letting it go down. Army-Navy today, we've got a few minutes, so let's do this. There's a couple of distinctions to me. One, Navy played better as the season wore on. Michael astutely pointed out beating Central Florida to close out the year. Central Florida was ranked 20. Navy's had a tougher schedule. Army's had a very weak schedule. But really what I look at here is the run defense. Again, these are triple options, two of the best run games in all of the FBS, but the run-stopping game from Navy. They're eighth nationally, uh, given up just 3.1 yards per carry. They're fourth nationally, given up 85 yards on the ground a game. And Army, conversely, is bad. They're giving up 193.5 yards on the ground. That's 115th nationally. To me, that's the difference here, Michael. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think Army's going to have to change their style a little bit because if, if they see Navy move the ball on them, you know, we always are so focused on the under in this game and both teams. But, you know, when they play, you know, for example, when, our, when, when Navy's played, you know, Navy's played some teams, in, I mean, I think they, you know, 
they're able to – there's certain games they can actually move the ball. I mean, they lost this SMU 40-34 to 34 this year, right? So they, they scored 20 against Temple. I mean, not that these teams are great in terms of Michael, who they're they scored, playing. Sorry to interrupt. They scored 32 on Notre Dame just a few weeks ago. <laughs> Right. I mean, I so mean that, Navy's been great. Th- th- these teams can score. So we get so focused on the under that I think that that we we lose sight that they can score. I mean, they scored 17 on the U- C- Central Florida. So I, I think Army's going to have to throw the ball. I like the over. I-, I like the over in this game a little bit. I don't know what just happened, but it looks like we're <laughs> Morocco or somebody. I, I never know the uniforms, Patrick. I, no, I, I got get you brushed up. I like you. I like you going contrarian here. The total has dipped down to 32. Michael Lombardi's going to say, you know what, let's take a stab at the over. Remember, that is baked into the trend of 16 straight unders with Army-Navy all the way down to 32. That was a big save, I believe, uh, by the Portuguese goaltender there. So uh, it's still right now um, Morocco 1, Portugal nil. So exciting. And how much time do they play in this overtime here? They go to 90, and you can see it. I have terrible eyes, but it looks like they added eight extra minutes. So we're in the 96th minute. They've added, So there's two more minutes to go. If Morocco can hold out for two more minutes, they're going to advance to the Final Four there at the World Cup. Wow, that's amazing. Good for it Morocco really is amazing. if they can do it. I mean, it really is. For an African country to advance like that. Listen, we've got a busy show coming up on the Lombardi line tomorrow. Yeah, we do. A couple things. Tyler Huntley's going to start, and we don't know if Seacombe mm-hmm. Barkley's going to play. He may play, but he's going to be banged up with that neck, right? He's going to be limited. The other game to keep an eye on is Trevor Lawrence and his toe at, at, against Tennessee. Tennessee's beat up, too, now. David, David, the inside linebacker's not going to play, which is really critical. He's one of the strengths of their team. And last year, when he missed games, they weren't as effective. So it'll be be fascinating to see where Tennessee is coming off a two-game losing streak that they've had against Jacksonville. You know, you would think this is going to be one they'll dominate, but injuries are going to play a factor here. We'll have it covered on the Lombardi line tomorrow morning. By the way, coming up next on Live Bet Saturday, Will Hill and Danny Burke. How about that? Oh, boy. See you tomorrow, Michael. I love that. Enjoy your Saturday. Okay. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 